0: Amen. Amen. We are going to jump right into this message because I can't hold off any longer. I have been excited about sharing this message. I tell you, last night, as all, all you guys know, that my close friends and stuff, usually on Saturday night, you don't see much of me. Because I, I tuck away in my little prayer room up over the garage. And man, I just spend some time with God. And it was such an amazing time last night because I had been working on this all week. And then, you know, when I go up there and I'm, I'm praying, my little handout is empty. And I'm trusting God to fill that thing up. With the truth and and things that he wants to share through us and and with us. Amen. So the name of the message today is fully loaded. And I, I was walking at work a little bit this week and I was thinking, Lord, what do you want to talk on this week? What do you want to speak on? And he said, I want them to know that they are fully loaded. I said, fully loaded. I like the name of that. When I first think about fully loaded, what comes to mind for me? I think about an automobile. It's fully loaded. Power windows, you know, heated seats, the whole thing. Fully loaded. But you know, a lot of times, even when we have all those things in a vehicle, we don't always use them, do we? Well, what I want to talk to you about today is being fully loaded with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? All right. Well, for us to get rolling where I want to take off, i got to give you a little behind the scenes. This is going to be basically out of Acts chapter 3. And homework for this week will be read Acts chapter 3, 4, and 5. Okay? So for time's sake, I'm going I'm to go ahead and condense it down, and I'm just going to tell the story of what's going on here. Does that sound okay? That's what we want to do. All right. Acts chapter 3, it opens up. Peter and John are going to the, to the temple about 3 o'clock. It was a regular day for them. you know. At 3 o'clock, they're going. And as they're going into the temple, one of the gates is called the Gate Beautiful. And as they're coming up there, What would happen, some of the folks that that had uh, situations going on in their life, like this particular guy, uh, he was about 40 years old and he was crippled from from birth, the Bible talks about. And he positioned himself in that doorway, that gateway, as people would go by. And what they would do, they would would ask for an offering, or they call it alms, offerings, okay? And what would happen is, a lot of times, I want you to, to, this is what the Lord was showing here. They would position themselves out there in front of the church, right? And people would come by, and how many know that when we talk about giving, it's always about a heart condition. But you know what? Some people would, would give and say, look what I'm doing. Kind of make them feel good. Look what I'm giving this. I'm doing, oh, I'm all about being Mr. Spiritual or whatever. But let me tell you, as you give you gifts, do it from the heart. Do it for the right reason, because you know what? God already knows it anyway. And you're not going to impress God by the size of your gift. Uh, when I mean that, let me let me clarify that. But the size of your gift saying, look at me. It's from the heart that is given it. I don't care if you give a dollar, you give your time or whatever. And that's not even a sermon. I'm talking about heart conditions. Watch how it plays in here. So as they continue to go, they walk up and the man's looking at Peter and John. He's staring at him and Peter just fastens his gaze on this man. And the man's looking for some help financially, right? That's not a bad thing. There's a difference in, a, you know, sometimes a hand, hand up is all somebody needs at times. And I think that's wonderful, you know, that we can do that. And we do do that here, okay? But you know what? Sometimes God's got the bigger picture. Let's clarify that. All the time, God's got the bigger picture. How about that? Sometimes we just get a glimpse of it. He's getting ready to get a glimpse of it, right? So here we go. And go up there and Peter looks at him and says, hey, I don't have any silver and I don't have any gold, but what I do have, I will give you. Stand up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? And he grabs a man by the right hand and he stands him up, and the man becomes whole. Now let me tell you, things are happening now because there's power in the name of Jesus, Amen? Amen. Power in the name of Jesus. So they speak the word of God to him, right? Now what happens? He man, he's whole. The Bible starts telling that man, people going into the temple. They said about five thousand men get saved from what's going on here. They say, man, we're following your God. But not, not only that, when you read some of the commentaries, right? It talks about if you add into women and children, you probably got like 20,000 people that just got their life transformed by God. Amen. So now let's put this in perspective. Last time I looked, uh, Pocosia is about 11,000 people. Air condition must be on. <laughs> um, we might need to turn that back off here in a minute too. Um, Man, that totally sidetracked me. So we got about 11,000 people, right? Now they're talking about 20,000 people. Double the size of a cousin. Can you imagine walking in here one Sunday? Every Sunday we're here, right? And walking along and God uses you to speak his name over somebody's life that's going through a situation, right? And the whole town gets saved. Isn't that something? Now that's powerful. That's the power of Jesus' name. Now, not only did it heal the man, see, he could have used silver and gold or whatever to bless the man and help him out. But guess what? He'd have been back there tomorrow. See, God's looking at the long haul in our life, okay? Not only does he want to meet your needs, he wants to exceed in meeting the needs because he's just that much God, amen? I can't stand this no more. All right, because I can't even think straight. There we go. Woo, sorry. I get excited and then I I get sidetracked. Where's the squirrel, squirrel, squirrel? (laughs) But anyway, let's get back to the story. So what happens is this. We see that the power in God's name makes all the difference in the world. We see that God's working even in the everyday things. See, one of the prayers I want us to pray today is, God, show me where you're at work in the everyday things. See, a lot of times we're looking, man, we're looking for the lightning bolt and we're looking for, for all these amazing things. And he still does those things. But sometimes, it's like I was telling my friends, sometimes it starts out with the little ember. It turns into the big fire, and we just need to, to fan the flames, all right? So when we think about that, what happened? The guys turned around, Peter and John, and they spoke with authority. Now, if you've got your handouts, I want to just kind of go through this a little bit, and then we're going to break it down. Spoke with authority. They saw the miraculous when they trusted in the power of Jesus' name, right? Now, you know what? Somebody always wants to rain on your parade. Don't they? It just seems like that. But you know what? Don't let people rob your joy, because what happened next? Right? I'm just kind of going through this, and I want you guys to read this for yourself. Acts chapter 3, 4, and 5. Next, the Pharisees, the religious leaders come out. They're like, what's going on out here? Because guess what? Everybody's out where Jesus is. Right? I want to read a little something here. I got it circled up here, and I think this is the best way to do it. So they come out, and they want to know, what's going on here? By whose name are you doing these miracles? Man, Peter takes the stage then. Now, isn't Peter the same guy that denied Christ three times not too long before, earlier in the, in the in the situation, right? A few chapters back, back in the Gospels, right? What did God do? He restored him, right? You know what? No matter what you've done, where you've been, God will restore you when we run to him. Amen? Let's take a look at what the Word says. Now, if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and open this up. It's Acts chapter 4. I'm going to read a little bit here, starting in, in verse 8. And it says here, as, as the religious leaders come out to kind of rebuke them guys, kind of, hey man, what are y'all doing? Just settle down. This is what Peter says. All right? He says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, filled with the Holy Spirit. Fill with the Holy Spirit. All right. Spirit. Said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed. I could just see, I'm betting they were leaning into it then, man. Yeah, we want to know. Do y'all want to know? I'm going to tell you right now. Here we go. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, Remember last week, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Y'all remember that from last week? Isn't that amazing how God wove these messages together? There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Now listen to this. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures they also recognized that they had been with Jesus. Man, that will preach a whole series by itself. Man, let me tell you, do people know you've been with Jesus? Do people know that you're fully loaded with the Holy Spirit? Let's go ahead and dig in here. I'm going to get ahead of myself and then I had to preach it twice. Wouldn't that be great? Here we go. Let's take a look at this. Okay, there we go. Praise the Lord. We'll give it a good one of these. All right. Now, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I want to I share with you, when, when I say Holy Spirit, a lot of times you hear me say, most of the time you hear when we're talking about, special Miss Tanya and Tim and when we're in class, we say Holy Spirit. A lot of times people say the Holy Spirit. I don't call you the Mike, the Tim, the Tanya, the Bill, right? I call you by your name, right? The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. He is fully God. He is eternal. He is all-knowing. He has a will and he can speak. He is alive. He is a person. His ministry is to bear witness of Jesus. If you want to read more on that, John 15, 26, okay? So there's your word anchor as we're going along, okay? Now, I had to, I mean, I even trimmed these down, These, these some of these attributes of the Holy Spirit. I hope you guys can see them. I'm just going to read through them for time's sake, but I want to set the stage so you know who dwells in you as a believer, amen? You guys got to get louder because I'm preaching way hard. Come on, let's do it. Check it out. What do we have? With the Holy Spirit living in us. We have access to God. That's amen. Amen. All right. Inspires our prayers. I like it. He anoints us for service. Look at this, man. I love this. He intercedes. How many know that we need some intercession sometime, right? All the time, right? But Jesus is sitting at the right hand side of God interceding for you and me. Man, what else we got? He leads us. He molds our character. Calls and Commissions. If there's something in your life, you just lay it on the altar and let God work it out. All right. But be listening because you know what? He's the one that calls and commissions. He cleanses us. He empowers the believers. He convicts us of sin. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He convicts us of sin. Right. He seals us to the day of redemption. I love the book of Ephesians. Right. He gives us gifts. Did we talk about everybody has at least one gift in Jesus? Amen? Amen. 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 Let's keep on rolling. He strengthens us. He glorifies Christ. He teaches us. He guides us in the truth. He testifies of Jesus, helps us in our weakness, gives us victory over flesh, and indwells every believer. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's deposited in you. Now, do you understand that you're fully loaded now, right? Yes, we understand that. Now, how do we walk this thing out? Let's take a look at this here, all right? You know what I like to say? The Lord gave me this when I was writing in my notes. I said, the Holy Spirit is the living proof of God living in us and through us. He's the promise of God in you. He is the promise of God in you. Now, what do you think about that? How do you you measure up against the situation? You're victorious now. No matter what it looks like, go to the word and man, speak the word of God. Amen. Because you know why? We have authority in Jesus. Now, I pulled out some selected verses here that I want to share with you guys, and we're going to break this down. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to come back, okay? So take a look at this. It says, what is the, this is out of Ephesians 1, 19 through 23, if you're listening online, and also verse, um, chapter 2, verse 6. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us that believe? Now, which way is his, his blessing and greatness coming? It's coming towards the believer. He try to track you down to bless you. And we're running from him, Right? Run to him and get blessed. All right? Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. I love it. In every name that is named. And have put all things under his feet. Look at the closed church. God gave all authority to his body. The church. We are seated in the heavenly places with him. Where he is head over all things. Now see, that's something to be be shouting about today. And when I started working through this, these are things that we know, many of us, but sometimes we have to be reminded. Sometimes it's good to have a refresher course in Jesus. Amen? Right? It's always good to know who you are. It's always good, right? Yeah. You know, I was teasing the other day, man, I, 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 I stepped out in faith and I got a big motorcycle. And I'm the only one happy at my house about it. But I am happy. But I didn't forget where I come from, David, because I still ride a scooter with you. Amen? See, what I'm talking about is this. Don't forget where you came from, but you don't have to stay there. All right? So if there's trouble in your life, you don't have to just always rehearse that and look at that. Move from there. Take what you learned there and apply God's word to your life and then share it with somebody. All right? Just keep moving in motion closer and closer to the one who loves you the most. Amen? His name is Jesus. Take a look at this. We have authority in the name. Now, think about this. As a believer, having authority, what does that mean to you? When you think about it, you've got some impact. You've got something to say. You've got something to share, right? And see, that's the powerful truth. But but look at this. But it doesn't pack much punch if you don't release it by faith. Remember we talked about the car illustration? You can have a fully loaded car. And you can ride around with the windows up because you didn't roll down the power windows. You didn't turn on the air conditioning. Okay, there's things that we get. We allow the enemy to hold us down and bind us because we don't speak the name of Jesus. We don't trust the promises of God and we don't walk in the fullness of who we are. Folks, we got authority as a believer. Let's speak the word of God. Let's teach the word of God. Make disciples of Christ and let's move this thing forward for Jesus. Amen. So take a look at this. Do you see what power is in his name? Peter and John said it was the name of Jesus that healed the man. That's pretty short sermon, isn't it? Isn't that something? Y'all be out by like 10 after 11, right? <laughs> I'll say, so yeah, that sounds good sometimes. But you know what? See, a lot of times, if we just go right on in to the power punch of Jesus, it's amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. Just thought about this. Um, one of our friends is in the hospital. I went to visit him yesterday. Stopped by for a little bit and walk in. And the first guy I see was my heart doctor. I just got a good report. Amen. I hadn't been in two years. He said, man, you burned that treadmill up. I said, praise the Lord. So I see him, and and he looks up over the thing, and I see He goes, what you doing here? I said, I'm going to share some Jesus. He says, I like that. Have a great day. See, opportunity. You see what I'm saying? Opportunity, right? So I go to visit my friend, and um, they got him pretty well medicated and just resting. But I don't know that. And nobody's there, so I go, hey, man. (laughs) What's up? He ain't moving. I said, Hey. I got your car. I like, man, he is sleeping. So I go over there. I'm looking around. The nurses are nowhere. around. I'm like, okay. I said, well, I want him to know that I'm here. So I wrote on a card, put it by his phone and everything. I said, I'm going to pray for for my buddy before I go. Now, I shook him a couple of times. And I got loud because the nurse at the station went like. (laughs) I'm just thinking of my friend. Right. So listen to this. I didn't realize this this morning. So I laid hands on my buddy. And I start praying in the name of Jesus, right? The next thing you know, eyeballs come open. He didn't say nothing, but he looked. I said, man, you're going to be all right, brother. And what, what happened? I shook him. I bumped him. I yelled at her. And now I used the name of Jesus. And the only thing to open that man's eyes was the name of Jesus. I didn't even think about that till, till, till today when I was sitting there sharing that, you know, because we, we've been praying about, you know, some of our, our friends have got some difficult times and we've been lifting them up. But do you see that? God, again, says, you know, that was a regular thing. I was just going by the hospital for a visit. I was just on the way to mom's. I was just going to spend some time. I was going to visit in an everyday thing. But man, what changed that everyday thing to the supernatural is the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what I want us to see. That's a real life story. Fresh factory, fresh. Amen. So no matter what the circumstance look like, no matter what you feel like, you can call on the name of Jesus. The name is strong enough to save you for eternity. Doesn't it make sense that it's powerful enough to heal you, to forgive you, to, to set you free, to restore you? I believe that. I believe that. Now there's something we, me and my wife has always told our boys is when they were coming up. See, mom and dad can't always be there, but God can. You know, and I don't know about you, but there's, there's, there's some tough, tough spots out in that world. And I always tell them, I say, hey, babe, both of them, I don't care, Thomas 20, I still call him babe. Just too. two. I said, I don't care what's going on in your life. You ever get in a tight spot and you don't have to wait to get in a tight spot. You call on the name of Jesus. He can change everything. See, you've got to gear them up. You've got to equip them so they'll know. So they'll know. You know they've got power in the name, right? Because when somebody cuts, what do they want to do? They want to use the Lord's name in vain. They don't use the devil's name. They ain't got no power. Even though they're twisting it. You see what I'm saying? There's power in that name. Man, that's what I want us to take away today. That that power of the Holy Spirit living in us is, is alive. He's alive, alright? So take a look at this. You remember what we're talking about here? Let me see where verse verse was. It says, God gave all the authority to his body, the church. Does that sound like somebody y'all know? Who's the church? Us. Tell them, Chucky. It's us. That's what I'm talking about. But you know what? You and me, do we really believe that? Do we think it only operates, the the, the power that God's given us only operates when we're all together? I think it's great when we come together, right? We're two or more together. There he is also, right? But God, you are a power packed lighthouse for Jesus when you go out into this world, amen? And I want us to realize that. I want us to keep doing what we do. That's why we're going to do shine your light. Shine your light. Shine the light of Christ into the world. Amen. Give people the opportunity to understand that. And when we get a grip on that, we should be unstoppable. Listen to what I'm saying. When Christ is in our life, we should be unstoppable. Listen close. I don't mean easy street. I don't mean that we have no problems. But totally convinced in Christ working on our behalf because he loves us that much. Are you totally convinced that Christ is working on your behalf? We got to come to that point that we say, you know what? I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he is going to do it, right? I don't know when he's going to do it, but I know he will do it. And see, that's the difference. That's the difference. It's, it's funny because it's, it's so amazing, man. You know, it, all the time I'm praying, Lord, show me different sermons. Show me different things, different things. I went this week and I was going to the grocery store. Jesus, show up at a grocery store fast, boy. Hi, I'm not kidding. Parking lot, anything. This is this is a silly little story, but but I'm gonna tell you just how we are people. I'm standing in line, I get my mama's stuff, ladies getting some pork chops behind me. How you doing? Very good, thank you. And I'm walking out minding my own business. But I got my cool motorcycle glasses on, right? I'm cruising. Right? I got mom's egg McMuffins and all that stuff and, and all those things that she loves, and I'm going out there. And this lady, she said, Well, I know what car you drive. I said, Do you? I said, tell me what car I drive. She said, I know right now you're going to get over there and there come, that, that drop-top car, aren't you? Let that hair blow in the breeze. I said, do you like that? She said, it's nice. I said, it's nice, isn't it? It looks nice, isn't it? She said, yeah. I said, well, I'm driving a truck. <laughs> I'm driving a truck. And she went, Ooh. But see, you say, well, how does that work in? She already t- 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 took the picture. I see what you're doing. I see where you're going. She already had me paid, Miles. She said, oh, yeah, yeah. That guy must be in that car, right? I was just glad it wasn't like a food truck. She probably said, That's probably yours over there, ain't it, big boy? But you know what? The reason I bring this up, right, is because so often we want to look at a situation and think we know everything about it. We want to look at a situation and size it up and go, Hmm, that must be where they're at. You know what I say? It changes everything when we see Jesus in a person. When we put, the remember a few, a few weeks back, we said, we need the lens of the Lord. Man, if we can look at people with the lens of the Lord, I don't care what you drive. Don't care. And if you ain't driving, call me. I'll give you a ride. If I can, it's no big eye case. But you know what? People start getting tuned into that. And I tell you, it's funny how they treat people different. Let's treat everybody like God would treat them. Love them right where they're at. Amen. That's the takeaway of that. Give the Lord a a hand clap. So I want to tell you right there. That's it. It doesn't matter what you drive, what you wear, what's going on. Man, I want her to see my heart. I want to see my heart for God. I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines. Amen. So take a look at this. Each day, look around you and ask God to create the opportunities so that he can be glorified. So that the miraculous can take place. Right. So that we can see it. You know, that's why we picked that song. I'm ready now. She sings it a whole lot better. But you know what? Are you ready now? Are we really ready now? Because you know what? I'm giving you the foundation. We're giving you God's word. God's giving you his spirit. We just looked at a handful of things that we have as a believer. And there's so much more. Because you cannot contain it on every wall in this building of what God's done for you. Amen? So what I want to know is, are you ready to jump into what God's got for you? Amen? Are we fully loaded? Yes. Well, I am. All right, here we go. Let's take a look at this. I want to read through, through this and, and talk a little bit about this here. Under the opportunities, this is what God was showing me. When we use our God-given authority, it produces opportunity. And if y'all want to look that scripture up for a little homework, I encourage you to take a look at that. When we use our God-given authority, it produces opportunity. It did for them. God's no respecter for a character, right? right? He's, he's, he treats us all. The same. So guess what? If we're using the authority of God for the things of God, guess what? You can expect opportunity to come your way. Amen? When God opens the door, he will provide the way. How many know a lot of times we don't know how God's going to work it out? We just don't see all of the pieces of the puzzle. But I'm going to tell you, by faith we can see it. Right? By trusting in, knowing God's a good God, then knowing that God's not going to leave us or forsake us, we can step out in that. I want you to listen real close to this. This is when I was writing down. The Lord gave me this and I thought, man, when he unpacked that, it, it really made sense to me. Faith walks us through the door of possibility and into the realm of reality where Christ dwells. I'm talking about when we step out in faith, we start coming into the realm of where Jesus is. Amen. That's where he dwells in the supernatural. Amen. In our life, he wants to do something amazing through you. Amen. Amen. All right. The natural collides with the supernatural, revealing the glory of God to others. What happened when when they spoke the name of Jesus, the man got healed and immediately everybody came out of the church. And they said, what's going on out here? People's life were transformed. The man now, not only could he stand, he could make a living for himself. He could be a walk and talk and testimony for Jesus Christ. Are we a walk and talk and testimony for Jesus Christ? So what I want us to do is this. This is my challenge, guys. And gals, are, are you praying for opportunities to be used by God? See, we get comfortable sometimes. Or are we so focused on self that we miss the prompting of the Holy Spirit and remain unfruitful? Who we got quiet. We got real quiet. So sometimes we just, we go, yeah, and we just want to sit on the sidelines. I don't do good with the sidelines. I really don't. If I go in and the guys are playing and stuff like that, man, people are going, oh my goodness. This guy. I'm going, yeah, come on, you can do it. Come on. You know, everybody needs a cheerleader, don't we? We need a cheerleader. That's why it's good to come together and encourage one another. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I see God moving in your life. Let's check it out. So look, I wrote this down. I said this, and this is my translation. I just don't want to hold hands with God. I want to be the hands for his hands for the world to see. I don't want to just go, okay, I'm saved. Everything's good. I want to be his hands to the world. I want to touch people's life with the power of Jesus and see their lives transform. Am I going to wait till I get it all right? Still a work in progress, right? Remember last week when we were talking about that? Life under construction. But you know what? God will move with you, through you, in you, into somebody else's life right where you are. I say this about uh, recording. You know, we, we've done four CDs and we'd like to get an opportunity to do a couple more. But we couldn't do the, the third CD first. We couldn't do the fourth CD first. You go, what are you talking about? It means that we had to do the first one first and learn from that and trust God to, to take that and make a difference. And then we move to the second one. And you move to the third one. All right? Because, you know, as you go, you hope you're progressing. You go, oh, man, I wish we'd have done that on the first CD. Well, we didn't, we didn't maybe have the, the know-how or whatever. But did God still bless us? Yeah. Did people still get saved from, from hearing his word? Yes. So don't get around, wrapped around the perfection of yourself. Get wrapped around and trust in the perfection of Christ and everything's going to be all right. All right. So take a look at this. I said this a little while ago. and I can't say it enough. I want our lives to touch other lives for Christ. That should be our goal. It really should be our goal. Are we just going to sit in here like this. You know, that's not what God desires. He says, make disciples, train them up, go out, share the word, right? Share it with power. And when, you know, when I hit that finish line, y'all remember, I don't know if anybody who watched a lot of baseball, anybody know who Pete Rose is? Pete Rose. He had more stolen bases than anybody else. I mean, he could run. He would give it all. And what he would do, everybody else slides like this, feet first. Pete Rose would dive, swan dive, boom, like that. That's how I want to come in when it's my time. When I leave this place, I want to come in with the Pete Rose slide, boom, look up, and see Jesus smiling. One more time. One more person. One more thing. You know? So he says, man, you know what? I'll be like, it's okay. I'm home. I'm home. See, why would you want a sandbag? Why would you want to get there and go, well, you know, I could have done that. Why didn't you? Because now you can't turn the clock back. Tell the person that you love them. Tell the person that you forgive them. Tell the person, hey, man, you know what? God loves you. Show them the love of Christ. Be the hand. Be the ear. Be the feet. Be the person they need, right, to see Jesus. You might be the last link in that chain. You might be the last person that sees them. You know, when you think about 9-11, I bet you most everybody thought they were going to come home and have dinner that night. But you know what? Many didn't. And that's a sad, sad story. And you know what? Every day we leave, we think we're going to come home and cut the grass and do things like that. A lot of us don't make it. But you know what? When I say make it, we don't make it back to this home. But you can know when you put your faith and trust in Jesus that you will make it safely home to your home in heaven because of what Christ did, amen? That's what I want you to hear today. That's what I want, I want us to know. So sitting on the sidelines is not for a Christian, amen? It's not for a Christian just sitting there and go, yeah, well, I went to church. Well, did you share what you learned? Did you share your testimony with somebody? You know what? That's what God does. That's why he equips us. So we're not doing it by ourselves. We are not alone in Christ. So we need for God to produce godly character in us and through us so the world can see us. But you know what that takes? That means dying to self. That means backing off of what of, of me, 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 me. And look to him, 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 him. We need boldness. Amen. Somebody say, I need boldness. Oh, yeah. I need boldness. Yes, we do. And we got it in Christ. All right. Let's take a look at this. We're going to keep on moving. Everybody doing good. Say, amen. amen. Boldness means. And I, I look this up. I love looking at the definition stuff. Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean arrogant. Right? See, a lot of times people say, why are they, are they just so bold and arrogant? No, let's look at, look, look, look at this. Boldness means not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger. Right? The act of being courageous and daring. Some of them are saying, I was right with you until you got to the daring part. You know? But let me tell you, if you're courageous in Christ, he will step out with you and allow you to be daring. And what's daring for me might not be daring for you. What's daring for Mike is way past daring for me. You know, he likes to live on edge, don't you, buddy? He's smiling. I'm just making sure you still smiling, boy. But you know what? Everybody's different. But let me tell you, he will work in your life just as powerful as the next guy or the next gal. All right. We need to give him access, right? Because we have total access. Holy Spirit produces the boldness in us to destroy the works of the enemy. We do not need to be kicked around as a Christian. We need to be on top because he's already provided for us to have victory. Amen? I want us to see this. I want us to see this. Take a look here. Fear is conquered with boldness through faith in Christ. I heard somebody say one time if you break fear down, it's false evidence appearing real. I thought that was kind of a cool little thing you know, but fear sometimes will paralyze us and keep us from God's best. If you're here today and you say, well, I just don't know about this. I just don't know about that. Let's pray about it and see what God's word says about it and then trust God to deliver the answer. Amen. I know he will. Confidence in the truth dominates the lies of the devil. Satan is a counterfeit and cannot stand up against the strength of the truth. See, that's why I want us to understand how important it is to bring your Bible. That's how important it is. I want you to look in the Word. Get it in your heart. Memorize some verses, right? Not in your head, but in your heart. Because right then, you know what? When you're on that hospital bed, you know what? You might not be able to reach your Bible. But if you've got it in your heart, you can speak it. And when your friend comes, and if if they didn't have their Bible, they got it in their heart. That's the prayer. And they can speak it over you. Because that's what opens the eyes. That's what breaks the shackles. That's what brings redemption. Amen. Very good. Now take a look at this. Um, We read a little bit of this. But I I don't have it on the screen. I apologize. But I'm going to go ahead and read this for you. Out of Acts 4, 28. And we're talking about boldness. Now after everything went down. I'm going to give you a little bit more behind the story. Right, Where were we at? We were on the front porch. right? They spoke the name of Jesus. The man was healed almost 20,000 people get saved, right? And they turn around and what do the religious leaders want to do? They want to lock them up. They want to lock up Peter and John. So they spend the night in jail. Sometimes, you know, when you step out for God, you get a little uncomfortable. You end up in a little uncomfortable situation, right? But you know what? It's okay because grace is coming in the morning. So when they got ready to release them, they said, what do we do with them? What do we do with them? Because everybody's in there and they know that that they've been with Jesus. They know what's going on, but what do we do with them? We got to stop these guys, right? And they go out and say, hey, man, you can't speak in the name of Jesus no more. And he sets them straight. He says, says, are you telling me that I'm going to obey you instead of God? Who said that? Isn't that the same Peter guy that denied Christ three times? You see what restoration will do? You see what Holy Spirit will do in somebody? Recreate brings forth the power. Everything else, just like we listed, just a few of those things, right? So, take a look at this. I want to read this for you. So, this is where we're at. When they came back to the rest of the believers, what did they do? Look right here. It says, "But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will." And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. This is what they, the the other believers were praying for. They asked the Lord. Give your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What would happen if we prayed like that? What would happen if we purposed in our hearts and said, you know what? For this pocket of the church, this pocket of God, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to believe. That's what we're going to trust. I guarantee you, God will bless that. Because you know what? That's his desire for us To be all we can be in Him, right? How would that that really bless the heart of God? You think of it from a a mom, dad, grandmother, uh, grandfather thing. When when they say, Dad, what do you you want me to do? Dad, you just tell me what to do and I'll go and do it the best I can. Mom, what would you have me to do? That bless my heart. Wouldn't that bless your heart? Think about God. When we come to God and say, God, this is what I got. But I'm giving it to you. Make it so much more. That's what I challenge us today. If you've never put your faith in Christ, and, uh, in, in Christ, today's the day to do it. If you've already put your faith and trust in Christ, maybe we just need to step up and say, you know what, Lord, I'm giving you the whole works. Work in me. Work through me. See, when we think about that, we go, yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be great. What's stopping us? What's stopping us? This is the day man a challenge to us. This is what I was excited about because I want to challenge us to do that. You know, you think about it. what what's stopping us? You tell me, maybe it's because you know what? You'd have to change your plans a little bit. Maybe it's because you know what? You might have to give of your time or your talents a little bit. Maybe it's going to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But I'm going to tell you what. When you invest in God, you invest in eternal dividends. Not only in your life, but in those that you touch. You know? This world is, 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 is something else. You know, me and Jess were talking the other day. And uh, we went through, through where I live. And things have changed a lot. And I would always tell them, this is what was going on when I was little. This is what was happening here. You know? It's not what it was. You know? But you know what? We can bring Jesus into that situation and turn it all the way around. That's the thing I want you to hear. Bring Jesus into every situation. But you know what? We're never going to come up short. Investing in God. I'm going to have to pick it up here a little bit today. Y'all just go ahead and love me through it. Amen. All right. So what happens when we do that? When we're sold out for Christ, right? These things are produced in the life of the believer. All right? Harmony, peace, and power. As the body of Christ, we should flow in the harmony of the spirit. When we play the music over there, let me tell you, when everything's harmonizing and going on, everything is flowing. If I hit a wrong chord... <laughs> Which I do sometimes. And y'all just go, you smile and say, Lord help him. You know, but you know, what? It, it gets disjointed. We got to get back in the game, right? We just don't quit. Sometimes I know there's been times that I've been playing people just, just stop. Just stop. You know what? You just keep going. You keep leaning, leaning into it. And God will take care of that. So we should shed off things that hinder us from serving God. See, a lot of times things that we allow in our life. Put a, put a stick in the spoke, so to speak. So whatever that thing may be. And maybe you can't do it on your own. That's usually the case. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you in those areas of your life. Because I know all of us have those areas. But I know God is able to help us. Amen? Let's keep rolling here. Now, harmony produces oneness and unity. Just like I was talking about from a band perspective as we're doing that. We start functioning properly. How does that work in the church? We start functioning properly when we're on the same sheet. See, that's why it's important that we come on Tuesday nights. That's why it's important that we pray for one another. That's why it's important that we do a couple of little bowling things and do some other things so that we gel together as the family, right? And there's always room for more, but that's the whole thing. God wants to see his body function properly. When you go to work, your head and your feet are in the same place, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Why is it when we go to work as the church, Christ is the head and and we're his feet. We don't operate the same sometimes. You hear what I'm saying? When we go somewhere, we take our body, we go to work, everything's working together. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. But why is it when it comes to the church, Jesus Christ is the head, and he's, he's laying it out there, right? But the body doesn't function like he wants it to sometimes. Because, you know, a lot of times we're so selfish. I'm looking in the mirror. A lot of times we don't want to step out. Today I encourage us to step out. And let God work in our life, all right? Let's keep rolling here. When harmony is achieved, peace is acquired. See, it just comes together. That just kind of flows with what we got there. When we're connected to Christ through love and obedience, God's blessing flows freely. Now, I want to share something with you right here. Peace produces the platform for power. I was talking to Tanya and Tim. I said, well, I won't tell you now, but I'm going to tell you later. Last night at 10 after 12, when I was up there preaching to the couch cushions in my couch, I said, Lord, why do I got a problem with this right here? Or a catch. I'm going to say a problem. Why why do I keep going back to this platform thing? Peace produces the platform for power. And so I just just sat there. I said, I want to know, Lord, why did you have me write that down, Lord? This is what the Lord showed me. He says, you know what? When you look at these other things here and they acquire the peace, That brings a platform for power. I said, okay, I got that. He said, everybody doesn't take the stand on the platform. I said, what? He says, everybody doesn't stand on the platform with power for me. Sometimes it's for self. I put them on the platform for power to glorify me. I go, my goodness. Then he said, I'm going to give you an example. I'm like, okay, I want an example. Why is it? That sometimes we work in a workplace or family or whatever. Let's just go to the workplace. And you say, you know, old Joe down such and such. Yeah, I saw him at church. And they go, what? He goes to church? They can't believe it." Sometimes we don't use the platform that God's given us to glorify God. It's always amazed me in work or wherever we go. You should know if somebody's a Christian, shouldn't you? Shortly, shortly, they don't have to beat you and just say, excuse me, I'm Buddy Chapman." Boom, here's Isaiah 51 on the forehead. No, you know, but they should be able to tell by the way you handle yourself, the way you handle your family, your finances, whatever it is, there ought to be something that somebody goes, hmm, what's that about that lady? Hmm, and that's what I want today for us to take away. Are we using the platform that God has given us through the blood of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ, death, burial, resurrection, and who we are in Christ with the Holy Spirit living in us. Are we taking that platform and using that platform to shout out the name of Jesus with authority, right? For opportunities to make a difference. Amen. Let's keep rolling. Power is a characteristic of the Holy Spirit displayed in the life of a believer. And that's what I was talking about. When he said, I want to give you an example. You know what? At our job. In our families. That should be displayed. let me just remind you that God's still working things in our life let me just remind you that you are secure in Christ because Holy Spirit lives in us all right so you know what we're still a work in progress like we talked about but things that are secure are this God's love doesn't back off from you God's forgiveness doesn't stop God continues to want to restore you and he wants to grow you and he wants to love you and he wants to use you. Amen. I want you to hear that today. Now we talk about power and this is a a familiar verse for many folks, but I want to read that. Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. You know what? That still goes for me and you. And he says in Jerusalem throughout Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Let's just go ahead and break that down. In Bacosan, in Williamsburg, in Virginia, to the ends of the earth, wherever it is. In your workplace, in your family, in the parking lot, wherever it is, God is counting on you and me, amen? So I want you guys to think about this before we get ready to pack it up. I want you to know that you are fully loaded. You're fully loaded with the Holy Spirit of God. Here's the question. Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded in understanding that and knowing that and persuaded to do all you can do and be all you can be and live a full life for Christ? Amen. Whether it's 10 years, whether it's 90 years or 120, are you persuaded and living for Christ? The character of Christ will flow through you, impacting lives daily. When we just submit to Christ, and I want us to understand today, there's a couple of things. This will be our takeaway, I hope. And as uh, we're just thinking about this, this is what when I when I finished working on this, and I started thinking, "Man, Lord, what did You show me in this?" So I wrote down what He showed me. Maybe it's the same for you. Maybe it's different. But whatever it is, write it down. He showed me, I want you to use your platform. He said, I want you to use the authority. Use your God-given opportunities. Pray for boldness. Walk in harmony and peace and power of Jesus Christ. Can you take that with you today? Can you make that yours today? With all eyes closed, I want to just pray for you right where you're at. Father, we pray for boldness We pray for opportunities. We pray to be set free from the lies of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I know as we go through here today, there was a lot of information. And Lord, I did my very best to deliver what you showed me. Lord, make it more than I could ever do for each person here today. Lord, let them know that they're fully loaded with the love of Christ, with the forgiveness of Christ, with the greatness of God. Holy Spirit, remind them of who they are in you. And if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day. Because that's where it all starts. And I want to break that way, way down because we make it way, way too hard because God already did the hard part. I'm going to ask you a simple question, but it's a a question that everybody needs to be asked. If you died today, would you go to heaven? Do you know for sure? The Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That means if you die without Christ, you will spend eternity in hell. I say this often. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to inform you because we care about you. We love you. And that's the whole message of the cross. That we were in a sinful state. But the love of God came in the form of Jesus Christ. And lived a sinless life. And he got what we deserve. So that we get what he deserves He deserves everything he had in heaven. And he sits at the right hand of God now, interceding on our behalf. So today, if you're here, I'm going to show you. It's this simple. The hard part's been done. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, I put my faith and trust in you, Lord, because I need you. You are the only remedy for sin. Lord, come into my life. I believe you are the son of God and God raised you from the dead. You've conquered the grave for me and my sin. Make it personal today. If you pray that prayer today, don't leave here without saying, you know what, I prayed that prayer, Pastor Buddy. Tell me some more. We want to come around you and encourage you to grow deeper in the things of God. If you're here today, I pray that you feel challenged. I pray that you feel challenged. And I pray the power of Holy Spirit in you rises up to take the challenge, to be who you can be. Who God has created you to be. And who God desires you to be. A witness for him. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know. What what you have going on. In your relationship. But I'm going to tell you. You invite God into that. And things will change. And they change for the better. Sometimes it doesn't seem. Like it's the time frame we're looking at. But I can tell you what. God is trustworthy. His word is tried and true. He'll never leave you and forsake you. So today, Father, I thank you that we will use the platform you give us no matter what it is. If we're a teacher, teach. If you're a plumber, plumb. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, you do it for the glory of God. Right? And you know what? Use the authority of the name of Jesus. And look for the God-given opportunities that God gives us. And Lord, right now, I pray for each one here for the boldness of Jesus Christ to raise up in us so that we will be the people that you need to make a difference in a dark and dying world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Let's stand to our feet.